you for joining us at Bangalore Revival Center. We are a church that's dreaming revival with God and serving people in love. It is our desire to equip you to represent Jesus and carry his great joy to the ends of the earth. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit dreamingrevival.com. Now, as you listen to the word, we believe that God will minister to you. We are in the year of what gathering, yeah. So this is the word for us this year. And there's just one thing in my heart I just want to share. It's very essential for this year. Because this is a year of gathering and we need some basics for us to gather the blessings and everything that God has placed in our life. So we need some basics, some things to know. So I just want to share what the Lord has been putting in my heart for the past, for, since the beginning of this year, His Word. I just want to talk about His Word. It might look very simple and very um, basic, but it's very essential and it's very powerful and we really need it because that is the only weapon we have, His Word. Can you give me um, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, 17? That is the KJV version. It says... All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It is all scriptures is given by inspiration of God. We take the scriptures very lightly. We don't acknowledge it as we're supposed to. Because this is, what, what, what do you mean by inspiration? What do you, can someone just tell me what we mean by inspiration? Anyone? Inspiration. Life-changing. Good influence. That's a good one. Lift you up. Okay. So now, this is, it says, all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God. Inspiration is motivation. Lifting up. When we say inspiration of God, that is when God is in a very good mood. When God is lifted and is saying yes. And that is when the scripture is being birthed. When God is motivated. I know we take the scripture very lightly. And so there's something that just struck my heart. And it's like, I see so many, uh, I've been reading on the like, Old Testament and all. So many um, Bible um, verses doesn't make it looks like it doesn't make sense but every single letter i mean every single letter in the bible makes sense everything makes sense even when he just says um so you see some verses like um, um abraham begot isaac isaac begot jacob and jacob begot this every single one of the word of God makes sense. And they are all life-changing. I just want us to believe that. Not just an inspiration. And it's also profitable for doctrine. What is doctrine? Doctrine is our belief system. It's the basic foundation of our Christian life. This is profitable for us. The word of God is profitable for our belief system. And for reproof for correction, for instructions of righteousness. So it's, I, let me put it this way. This is like a kind of, the, 
it's, it's leveled, it's like an hierarchy. So we have the doctrine, then for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. Doctrine is our belief system. We, it's, we get profits from the word, and we, it profits our belief system. And for reproof, reproof is when bad doctrine come, we can stand against bad doctrine with the word of God. And not just for that, and for corrections of every of our bad doings is from the word, and also for instruction of righteousness. So that, and it says that the man of God may be what? Perfect. So I used to see so many people be like, uh, we can't be perfect no matter what. Jesus is the only one on earth that can be perfect. There's no one on earth that can be perfect again except from Jesus. But no, this verse is that the man of God may be perfect. Why? Because of the word of God. It's only the word of God that can make us perfect. Not just perfect, but thoroughly furnished unto all good works. What is it? Thoroughly furnished. And what does thoroughly furnished mean? So I was at um, um, VR Mall today. I was just checking out some things with a friend. So I was seeing some nice furnitures and everything. These are thoroughly furnished things. And what, uh, how does it look? It looks very polished, yeah? Very shiny, very what? Expensive. Perfect, exactly. Thoroughly furnished and unto all good works. And this is what the word does to us. The word makes us shine, makes us valuable, makes us expensive. The word. John 1, verse 1 to 3, it says... In the beginning, the word already existed. It means we have the beginning, but before the beginning, the word already existed. That means the word is not controlled by time. Time doesn't control the word. The word. The word has control over our time. The word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him he said what nothing was created except through what the word there's a power that the word carries which is to create and when i talk about the word i don't just talk about the word of god also i'm also talking about the word that we speak from our mouths when you speak the word it creates something so it depends on what you speak. Do you speak negative? Do you speak positive? So many of us, we speak, say so many things. We grumble, oh, I don't have this. I don't have a job. I don't have food. Oh, I'm going back to my country. How am I going to do all these things? And I'm like, like, no, speak life. Yes. We need to speak life into our situations. We need to be positive because it says, and nothing was created except through him, which is the word. Nothing can be created. No good thing can come out of our life except from the word we speak out of our mouths. You can't keep on speaking negative and expect positive things to happen in our life. It's not possible. And not just that. We need to watch who we converse with, who we talk to, because that also determines the word we speak. So there's a um, word that uh, I got from my um, grandfather, um, Pastor Shaiji, which is 
Causes and blessings all comes from what? A conversation. Causes and what? And blessings all comes from a conversation. Every cause in this life, every blessing in this life comes from a conversation with you and someone. So it depends on who are you talking with? Who are you conversing with? So when God created man, he said, let us make man in our own image. He was conversing with someone. He was conversing with who? The word. And this is a good word he conversed with. And see what this word has done. He created us. He created the heavens and the earth with what? A conversation. Let's mind who we talk to and what we say. The word. The word of God. I just want us to take this very seriously because this is our year of gathering. This is our year of gathering. And you don't want anything to come in the way of it. You don't want your negative talks to come in the way of this, right? Instead, you want to make it come to pass and speak positive. Talk to people positively. The word is a very powerful tool. When we worship, sometimes we worship with what? With words. So word, when we speak good words, when we speak life, it's also a form of worship. Because we speak positive things, and our God is a God of positivity. And we are speaking his language of positivity. The word is our spiritual foil. Without it, we are empty. Without the word, we are empty. There's nothing we can do without the word. The word is a very powerful tool we need to keep with us day in and day out. Yes, Jesus, Lord. Lord, as we receive your word, Lord, we pray, let our hearts be receptive to your word, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. John 6, verse 51. It says, let's read this together. We are so silent. I don't know why we are so silent. Is it because uh, it's one small guy on stage and he's like, no, I'm not a small guy, man. I am Superman. <laughs> God has made me Superman. And yes, I am Superman. I'm not boasting, but I am saying it. He said, boast in the Lord, your God. I'm boasting in God that has made me Superman. And I know I am going to be a Superman. So let's read the word. It says, John 6, verse 51. Let's read together. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. And the next verse, it says, And the world became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. So go back to the next verse. So now, I just want to highlight two things from this verse. It said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. What does bread signify? Food. It said, anyone who eats this food, we what? will live forever. And this, this food, let me, so I'm replacing bread with food. It says, and this food, which I will offer, so the world with may what? may live is my flesh. And the next verse says, and the word became flesh. So the bread he's talking about is the word. 
and he said what? And the word became flesh and what? Dwelled among us and we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only son from the father, full of what? Grace and truth. So I just want to highlight something here. It says, these three words, word, flesh, and bread. Who is the word? Jesus is the word. He is the word of God. And he came down what? In flesh. He lived among us like a normal man. And then what? He gave himself for us. And when he gave himself for us, he turned from flesh to bread. So he gave himself so we can eat from him. On the cross when he died, it was a transformation from flesh to bread. See, our God is a very graceful God. Because he knows we can't eat flesh. We can't, I, who wants to eat my flesh now without cooking? And you can't eat my flesh, right? But you can eat bread. So he gave himself up. So that why? So that we can be able to eat from him. He gave himself. But the devil is a liar. wants to use so many forms to deceive us. So what does it do? We have bread and we have bread. We have the bread of life and we have the bread of the world. For example, let me just take this as an example. When I'm very, let's for example, I'm very hungry and I'm like, oh, I'm so, so hungry. <laughs> and I order um, Swiggy, I order um, burger, and I'm like, this burger is going to nourish me and it's going to give me strength and everything. But along the line, before the burger came, someone brought something. I don't like dosa and I don't like idli. And let's say someone brought dosa and idli to me and I eat dosa and idli. What happens? I become full and then I won't be able to eat the burger. And what, what does this mean? The devil uses his own bread to fill us up so we don't crave for God's bread. We need to crave for God's bread and know the right bread to eat. We don't just eat any bread. You, you don't just go to any... Um, this, I, I can't go to um, a veg um, um, restaurant and go and eat. Oh my goodness, I'm like, oh, I can't try that. No. I'll go to a well-assorted restaurant and go and eat. I'm going back to my country in a few hours. I'm going to go eat some nice... <laughs> and <laughs> I know how much that will bring life to me. So is the word of God. First Peter 2 verse 2, it says, Like newborn baby, you must crave pure spiritual milk pure spiritual milk for it to say you must crave pure spiritual milk it means there's also on pure spiritual milk when you crave for on pure spiritual milk and you fool yourself with it what happened that is destruction he said so that you will grow into full experience of what of salvation we need to crave for his word and know what to eat, know what bread to eat. And it says, cry out for this nourishment. I just love this part, cry out for this nourishment. 
It doesn't say sing out for this nourishment. It doesn't say ask out for this nourishment. It says cry out. Cry is a what? It's a very violent emotion. When you cry, it means you really need something. We need to cry and crave for it. So um, there was a time I was really, really, really hungry. Very, very hungry. I never like burger. I don't like burger. But I don't know why. Because I was so hungry for it. I took it, and from then, I started eating burger. I've said this before. I started eating burger. I love burger so much because why? I craved for it that day. So when we crave for the word of God like that, we will continue craving for it and craving and craving and craving for the word of God. And as we crave, we eat and eat and eat what? The word of God. So let's cry out for this nourishment. When we eat normal food, we get nourished. But when overeating it, we get malnutrition. But the word of God is not that kind of food. See, in the, in the wilderness, when God brought manna and quail for um, uh, the Israelites, so in the tab, I, I'm not so good with Bible stories and all, but at least let me just try my best. So it says they kept manna in one bowl and kept in the, in the tabernacle, and that manna never what? It never rotten. And that is the word of God. That is how the word of, the word of God can never, ever rotten. If I, no matter how good the food I cook, no matter how nourishing it is, after some time it gets spoiled. But the word of God never gets spoiled. So it is very essential we know what we eat. Eating the bread of the world. The bread of the world is not the word of God. So what? It rotten's. We eat it and then it rots in, in, its, in us. And what does it do? It does damage into our system. So we need to know what we eat. We need to know what we fill ourselves with. Don't make yourself full with, with the bread of the world. Let's crave for his word. We need to crave for his word. Joshua 1 verse 8, it says, Study this book of instructions continually. It says, Meditate on it day and night. This book is what? Is word. So that what? So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. He said what? Only then you prosper and succeed in all you do. If you don't read this word day and night, if you don't meditate on it, how can you prosper? How can you succeed? This is our year of gathering. Year of gathering, prosperity, and success. But for us to gather it, we need to meditate on this word day and night and make sure to obey everything written in it. This is the word of the Lord. And then only then we will prosper. There's no way we can prosper except through the word of God. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 1 to 3. Let's read this together. It says, Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, Come and take your choice of wine or milk. What does this say? Even if you have no money, come and take the choice of wine or milk. The word of God is nearer than we think. It is free. We don't have to go somewhere to get it. The word is where? In our heart. Just come and take your choice of wine or milk. It's all what? Free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why go to the word 
and look for answers? Why go to the world and listen to the things that are not of God? Waste your time, waste your energy, your resource, your money, your finance, everything. Why waste your strength on that? Why pay for food that does you no good? I will never buy idli or dosa, or dosa because I'm not saying it won't do me good, but I don't like it. I won't pay for something that is not good, right? So why pay for food that does you no good? Why pay for food of the world? Why pay for food that the enemy brings to us and thinks is the word of God? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. We need to listen to God. We need to, we need to listen to him. Then only we will eat what is good. And not just eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Not just eat what is good, but also enjoy the finest food. It says, come to me with your ears wide open. Listen and you will what? Find life. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. That is when we listen to the word of God. It comes with a condition. We have been singing the song, you are the covenant keeping God. For God to fulfill his covenant in our life, his word in our life, we need to keep our ears wide open. And not just keep our ears wide open carelessly. Because we can keep our ears wide open and allow other things to enter. But we need to keep our ears wide open and also put a filter on it. So we don't let the things of the world enter through it, but what? Let the word of God sink into our ears and into our hearts. Then only is covenant, I will, he said, I will make an everlasting covenant. It says everlasting covenant. It means the world has a power to change not just us, but our generation to come. Because what it says is everlasting covenant. There's no covenant on this world that is everlasting except from uh, the covenant of God. Only the covenant of God. And only the covenant of God is what we need. We don't need any covenant from any man, from this person or from this person. You take, you get your, you get a girlfriend or boyfriend and you take your hands and you cut yourself with blood and make a covenant with yourself. That is not the covenant we need. We need the covenant that is what? Everlasting. And he said, I will give you all the unfailing love I promised to David. Yes, Jesus, Father, Lord. Give us the grace to keep our eyes and our ears wide open to your word, Lord. Yes, Father God. Give us the grace to crave for your word and your word alone. And not just crave for your word, but to discern your word from the word of the enemy. Yes, Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. It says, The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to what? To water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I sent it out and it will always what? Produce fruits. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. The word of God is like rain and snow that falls on a dry ground. And like I said earlier, let's watch what word we listen to. Because when we listen to the word of 
the word of the enemy, what fall down instead of rain is what? Acid rain. Something very poisonous. And what does it do? It destroys something that is not good, something that is bad, it turns to what? Worst. Worse. And then from there to worst. But we need to know what we listen to. We need to discern ourselves. And it says, it is the same word I sent out, and it's always what? Produce fruits. Jesus said, anyone that doesn't produce fruit will be what? Cut off away from my branch. We don't want to be that person. We don't want to be in that category. And for us not to be in that category, we need to know what we listen to. We need to know what we, what we put our minds to. And it says, it will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I sent it. It will prosper everywhere we go. The word, like I said, the word of God does not know time, does not know any boundary. There's a story um, about his or a servant to get healed. And he went to Jesus, told Jesus, I need my servant to get healed and all. So Jesus was like, okay, then we have to go and all. But he said, no, I don't need you to go there. I have, I'm, I, I'm a person in authority and I have people I send out. I just say a word and they do it. And Jesus, what did Jesus said? He said, go, your faith has made you well. We just need to speak the word. It doesn't know any time. It doesn't know any boundary. It doesn't know any geographical thing. Nothing. The word is stronger than that. Let's keep this in mind. Because we are like, oh no. We, we worry too much. We, I don't know. We have the word. What is the word? The word is the authority God has given to us. God created the whole universe with what? The word. And simple, simple, petty things we can't even handle. When we have the same word that God used to create the beginning, we need to change our mindset and we need to change our attitude towards this. In this year of gathering, for us to gather what God has in stock for us, Ezra 7 verse 6. I just want to talk, this is my last verse and it's just, I just want to talk about this guy called Ezra. He said, Ezra was a scribe who was what? Well versed in the law of Moses. He's well equipped in the word. In the word. He's well nourished in the word. He understands the meaning of the word. He understands the power and authority behind the word. So he said, he's well versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, has given to people of Israel. He came up to Jerusalem from Babylon, and the king gave him what? Did he say something? He said everything he asked for. Why? Because the gracious hand of the Lord was upon him. Do you want the gracious hand of God to be upon you? Do you guys want the gracious hand of God to be upon us? Then we need to be well versed in this word. We need to be well equipped in this word. In this year of, our, of gathering, we need to be well equipped in this word. And it says what? It says, the king gave him everything he asked for. When you have the word of God, the king doesn't look at you like this. He looks at you like this. Because it says, he that is in me is what? Greater than he that is of the world. 
this king really understand what is in Ezra. And he saw that, yes, he is well-versed. He is even more than me. He gave him what? Everything he asked for. We need the word of God to equip, the, to equip us. So I tied to this my sermon as the well-versed Christian. In this year of gathering, I need us to be well-equipped because this is our year of gathering. The enemy is going to come and is going to bring things our way that is not of God. And the only way we can identify and work against it is when we are well versed in the word of God. It's when we are well equipped in the word of God. If not, there's nothing that can happen. We can't gather anything. I need us to be well versed in the word of God, to meditate on his word day and night. The word is light. It shines and it gives us the path where to go. It shows us the path to where we are going to gather the blessings God has given us. We need to equip ourselves in the world. We need to equip ourselves in the world. Come on, can we stand up and just pray? Thank you for tuning in. We believe that you are blessed by the word. We would love for you to be a guest on any of the weekends on a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. or a Sunday morning service at 11 a.m. For more information, please visit our website dreamingrevival.com.